Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics around business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This is an amazing week and an amazing day for me because today is my birthday, Wednesday, June 17th. I am turning, or I guess I have turned 28 years old, and I am very excited, as you guys already know, because I say it way too much. I love any opportunity for a fresh start, an opportunity that's easy to count, which is obviously a birthday. I love Mondays, I love quarters, I love New Year's, all that good stuff. So I'm really happy today and very excited and what makes it even better is that I was actually born on a Wednesday so whenever my birthday actually falls on a Wednesday I feel like the next year is about to be epic. (laughs) What I learned this week is that if something is yours and you don't access it it might as well not be yours and that is a tough one for a lot of people because we often want things to come to us but realistically a lot of things that belong to us need us to walk up to them open the door walk up to them and say hey give me my thing and when we don't take the actions that are required for us to have access to what we want we might as well not even have access to them because our lives are not going to change um an example is if someone says there's money for you in a bank account and it's a million dollars and you sit here and are broke ish and (laughs) you, you don't access that money and you need to buy things and you're super sad and you're like, when's my money going to come? Uncle, auntie, sis, sir, (laughs) you need to go to the bank, give them your ID, say this account is mine. Give me a card or cash it out. And if you don't do that, You're going to have these resources that belong to you, that have your name on it, but you're still going to be living and operating as if you have absolutely nothing, which I just think is so sad. So these days, I'm really into asking questions. Yeah, is it mine? Can I have it? I don't sit there and wonder what could be mine or wallow. I'm more of, well, I'm more in the mindset of what do I need to do to get it? Like, what is my role? Yes, this belongs to me or so you claim, but what exactly is my role in making sure I access it and get everything that is mine and every last drop of it? So yeah, that's what I was really seeing a lot of this week. And it's a good one for just keeping in mind so that we don't really get into that place of, oh, nothing's happening, nothing's happening are you doing everything in your power? Because that's kind of only the only responsibility that we have and the only thing that we can control. And if we're not doing that, who are we to expect everyone else to do their parts? You know, I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were, I deserve to be respected. And my one takeaway is just be about that action. I think that's been my, that's another thing that I've been really accessing a lot this past week is just being about that action. Do you, do you want it? Be about that action. Do you not stand for it? Be about that action. 
if we're going to say we want something or don't want something, we accept something or expect something. And when the opposite happens, we just kind of sit there like a deer in the headlights and we don't take those actions. We're not really showing that our wants, our needs, our requests deserve to be respected because there's really no consequences when somebody decides not to respect it so yeah I hope you guys are being about that action if you say you believe in something believe in it with your chest (laughs) this week I am going to be talking about 28 so as I said like three minutes ago it's my birthday today and um from last year and going forward every single year I'm every single birthday of mine, I'm going to be offering lessons that I've learned in the past year. So since I'm 28, that's going to be eight lessons that I've learned this past year that I feel have been transformational to who I'm becoming and who I want to be. And that these lessons are the ones that when I had to really look back at this past year, they're the ones that stuck out as being most important and most beneficial. They have just changed me and some of them are mindsets. Some of them are just facts. These are the things that have made me a version of myself and will continue to make me a version of myself that I want to be, that I think best represents myself, best represents God, best represents my family and all those good things. So the first one is to be nice, but not naive. And I think this is where a lot of quote unquote good people get in trouble. It's where you're you decide I'm a nice person. And that's absolutely okay. Most of us are, but it kind of rolls back to the episode last week on boundaries. Just because I'm nice doesn't mean I'm a doormat. Just because I'm a nice person doesn't mean I don't have the right to say this is ridiculous and I don't stand for it. Just because I'm a nice person doesn't mean I can't give a little smoke if smoke is necessary because sometimes smoke is absolutely necessary and it's separating your self-respect from your niceness and understanding that yes I can be a nice person but there will be situations where I won't be the nicest to others because they're doing something that I don't like and at that point I guess you're being nice to yourself because there are some people who are like oh I want everybody to like me but that is impossible And at the end of the day, you really need to like you. And as I said last week, it's kind of impossible to like yourself if your goal is to make everyone like you because there's no way that you will not betray other people. So I've really learned this year that my niceness includes a little bit of smoke sometimes. And that's absolutely okay because if you just want to be blindly nice, people are going to take advantage of you. They're going to walk all over you. There are times when I want to do things just out of the kindness or the abundance of my heart. And I've really needed to stop, take a step back and say, are you doing too much? (laughs) And sometimes the answer is yes. Is this niceness going in the right direction? Is it over niceness? Is it something that I'm going to do out of the kindness of my heart, but based on the person I'm doing it for, is it going to be manipulated and abused? And if the answer is yes, going and moving in those actions is being naive and there's no reason to do that. So number one is be nice, not naive. Number two is I don't owe anyone my peace of mind. And this kind of trickles into number one in that 
our peace, our happiness, our clarity are of the utmost importance. These things are the reason why we can function at the levels that we function at. It's almost as important as sleep. Like no matter what you want to do in a day, if you're sleep deprived, you might get it done, but it'll be so foggy and it'll be so difficult. So when it comes to my peace of mind, that's one thing that, especially this year, I was not sacrificing for anyone. And I will continue to not sacrifice for anyone. If I need to get into something or have access to someone and it's in exchange for my peace of mind, that's way too high of a price for me to personally pay. I'm not paying it. Give me the receipt <laughs> or keep the receipt. I'm not going to do that. And I think that's been really important. When I decided that this was how I wanted to operate and this is how I wanted to live, it just made things so much clearer. It was just a matter of seeing a situation, feeling uncomfortable and saying, what would I lose for this situation? And if the answer was my peace of mind, I was like, no, not doing it. And there was no more internal debate, no confusion, no, ah, uh, maybe, no, there was absolutely nothing. If it's going to cost me my peace of mind, it's way too expensive. The third one is don't feel guilty for the good in your life. And this is one that a lot of us really do struggle with, especially if Maybe we're doing something that's a little different from other people or we get into one of those pockets where we just have a bunch of back-to-back-to-back good news or good opportunities coming our way. And sometimes we feel as if, if we talk about it to people who maybe aren't in the exact place they want to be or are maybe expecting things that haven't come yet that we're bragging. And I've learned that telling good news to somebody that loves you and cares about you and is genuinely happy for you, because that's the key word, genuinely happy for you, will not be perceived as bragging if you're not bragging. You know what I mean? And learning that being excited and happy for the things that are happening in my life, learning that that is not a bad thing has been one of the really important skills that I have learned this year because there were points in my life where if I talk about a new opportunity to someone I'd be so excited but when I really took a moment to really stop and look at their facial expression they were not happy for me (laughs) and that would make me feel guilty I'd feel as if why am I doing this to this person is my happiness inflicting pain on them and if it is maybe I shouldn't celebrate my wins and my joy but the truth is if your wins are making someone feel bad about themselves and you know that you're not doing it in a braggadocious or in your face or let's say I get an opportunity and I'm like oh I got a huge opportunity isn't this the one that you wanted that you didn't get yeah that's that's wickedness let's not do that but if you're just super happy and excited for the work you've been putting in and the way what you've been sowing is being reaped There's no reason why someone should feel bad about that. And if somebody makes you feel bad about that, don't ever for a moment think that's a you problem. That's a them problem. It's either that person is unable to look past their lack of whatever it is they want to be happy for someone else. And this is a very real thing. I'm sure every single one of us have gone through this. So that's a really real one. 
or they just genuinely don't want good for you. Either way, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. If there's somebody that you're starting to feel scared, somebody who's supposed to be a close friend of yours, I'm not saying Instagram or the Twitterverse, someone who's supposed to be a close friend, a close family member, someone who's your confidant that you're supposed to have a close relationship with. If you start to feel that you can't tell them about the good that's happening in your life, pay good attention because you do not need to feel guilty for accomplishing, excelling, progressing. These, This is what the true people who love you want for you in life. And anyone who makes you feel otherwise is not the type of person you need in your life. Number four is I don't want anything that's not mine. And this right here has been a, an amazing mindset shift and it kind of disintegrates the the concept of comparison I see what other people have I'm so happy for them I look at it I'm like this is similar to what I want but if I know that it doesn't belong to me because it's theirs I I'm not jealous I don't feel bad I can celebrate them because them accomplishing that doesn't stop me from accomplishing what's mine, right? It's just like having food on your plate. If my plate has already been served by God, he has already portioned for me every single thing that's mine. It's not coming out of a pot. It already belongs to me. Seeing what somebody else has on their plate is not going to change the way I feel about them because it never belonged to me. I have my plate and everything that's mine, right? And it puts you in a place where you just really feel joy for people and Instead of being envious or sad when you see someone getting something you want, you can take that and tap into their blessing. Like, like there are things that I've seen people get that I want so bad, opportunities, different situations. And when I see it and I see it come to life for them, I literally say a little prayer and I say, God, I see what you're doing for these people. You know what I want. You know my heart. Do mine for me. You know, mine, the, the one that belongs to me, the one that can't be taken away, the one that's not in competition with anybody else. Because truly, if something is not yours and you take it and you have access to it, it's not going to last. This goes for jobs. This goes for opportunities. This goes for significant others and spouses <laughs> anything that's not yours that you take is not gonna last because it was never yours to begin with there are things that fall into our lap of course that end up not being ours but if you purposely go and you see something someone wants and you conspire to take that thing from them because you believe you deserve it it's not gonna last and if it does last it might just be a misery and that's not what I want in my life. And I'm sure that's not what you guys want in your life. The fifth lesson I've learned is pick a side. It usually goes pick a side or die in the middle, but I think that's a little dramatic. My mantra for this is pick a side. You're leaning towards one anyway, because I feel that a lot of people like to be Switzerland they like to be in the middle. They like to remain neutral. As I said, they like everybody to like them. But realistically, this is impossible, especially when the two sides that you're sitting on the fence of are enemies or they're two sides that don't even agree. The two sides that have nothing in common or two sides that are in conflict with each other. If you as an individual sits on the fence 
there's no absolutely no way that you won't be betraying one side of the fence or the other. An example, two friends who have completely fallen out and you're sitting in the middle. And when one friend is slandering the other friend, you you don't say anything because you're trying to stay nice and you're trying to be Switzerland. But then when you go over to the other friend who was just slandered and that person slandering the other person, you do the same thing. So there's absolutely zero loyalty, right? Because if you're sitting here and hearing someone say horrible things about somebody and you're going in that person's space and you're not relaying that information, you've already betrayed them. And also if you're sitting there and letting people slander them and you're not defending them, you've also kind of shown that you're agreeing with that person because sometimes people think, Oh, I am conflict averse, or I just like to mind my business. But if you mind your business and stay quiet in the face of atrocity or injustice, you're taking an action and you're taking the side of the oppressor because you're sitting there and not telling them that what they're doing is wrong. You're not saying it's right either, but in not telling them it's wrong, you're pretty much giving them full force to power on in your presence, which is not a good thing. And the second part is that you're leaning towards one anyway. I think that's the realist. Realistically, nobody is exactly in the middle because if person A and person B were to host an event the same day at the exact same time, hardly anyone would say, if you're both doing something, I'm not going. There's one that you're just going to lean towards. There's one that you're going to end up going to. There's one that even if you try to force yourself to play Switzerland and sit on the fence, there's one that you're going to be thinking about a little bit more and wishing that you could attend. So these days I am really not for being in the middle and I am even getting to a place where I'm, I lose respect for people who try to play the middle. And when it comes to a situation where I feel that someone is playing the middle with me and someone else, I push them to the other side. <laughs> I don't I don't feel that it's necessary for people to have that difficult dilemma and if it's really that hard for them, don't pick me. It's okay. <laughs> like don't pick me. I'll help you make this easier and I'll remove myself from the equation. I just don't feel like the whole concept of riding the fence is one that really works and I personally have not really been someone who rode the fence, but I can attest to the fact that I've allowed people to have me on one side of their fence and someone on the other side and for them to ride, maybe because of the care I have for that person, the fact that I don't want to put them in an awkward position, but it's an awkward position for me. And I've decided that if you're leaning or if you're on the fence and I'm on one of the sides, I'm just going to push you over the fence the other way and (laughs) give myself peace of mind. The sixth point is that genius and creativity come in whispers. Listen closely. I am really into creating all manners of whatever it is. And what I really noticed is that creativity really does whisper to you. Um, There'll be times where I'm driving and I'll just get a random idea for a poem and it'll be like the perfect line. I'll be, oh, this is so wonderful. This is so great. But sometimes I'll just ignore it and I'll say, oh, I'll remember it when I get to my destination. Two stops, stoplights later, I'm not at my destination yet. I've forgotten exactly what it was. But these days, I've really started to hone into 
genius and creativity whenever and wherever it comes. So if I'm talking, if I'm driving, for example, and I get that perfect line or that quote, I immediately yell at my good friend Siri and I say, hey Siri, can you write me a note that says exactly what this is? I do not take any time to well, I do not take the risk of allowing time to pass before I put down my creativity, put down my genius, because you really don't know where it's coming from, or you don't even know if it'll come again. And my whole philosophy now is I feel that everybody gets these ideas, but some people listen to them and some don't. And when I get an idea, if I have the opportunity, I sit in that idea. So if I get that quote and I'm at home, I take it, write it on a piece of paper and I sit there quietly and just let it come to me, let it come to me. And some of the greatest work I've ever created has come to me in this way. And I'm sure some of the greatest work I should have created has been lost because I did not do this. So yeah, I really do feel that it comes to you in whispers and you need to pay attention. Creativity is an interesting thing, right? Like when you think of some of the greatest songs in the world, some of the greatest opportunities, I mean, sorry, some of the greatest works that have ever been created and you wonder what made that person special. It might not be anything. It might just be that creativity whispered and they answered the call and they, they heard a melody in their head and they decided I'm going to write this melody. And that melody may have been heard by 10, 15 other people who were too busy, who ignored it. Because I think that a lot of creativity or all creativity is divinely inspired. So if God and the angels are sending down these little whispers and we're ignoring them, the person who catches them is the one who, who changes the world, who creates that great work, who brings genius out. It's, it's just that ability to really hone in and listen. The seventh lesson that I've learned this year is if I don't believe in it fully, it's probably not worth my time. And this has probably been one of the toughest ones because it means letting go of things, you know, and I've learned that my gut is strong. I've honed it. I've developed it. I've trained it. And it's time for me to trust it. I'm not really in the business of doing things that really, that I don't fully believe in anymore, especially from a business standpoint. There's some things that people are like, everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing that, but not everything everyone is doing is meant for you. And being able to say that and have the confidence to act only in what you truly believe in, no matter what it is you're leaving on the table is, is a difficult situation to be in for a lot of people and a difficult decision to make. But I feel that once you hone into this and really have confidence in the fact that if it's not mine, as I said, if it's not mine, I don't want it. You will really find that you make time for only the things you truly believe in. And then you have way more time for them instead of like dipping your hand in every business or opportunity cookie jar that someone says is available because everyone else is doing it or Joe Blow has had success in it. Maybe that's not your place, right? So I've gotten to a place where people give me ideas for how to pivot my business. And if it's something that I really don't feel, I'm not going to do it because And the reason why I've come to this conclusion and 
to this decision so firmly is because the things that I haven't believed in in the past that I've done for reasons outside of my personal will or my justifications that I think make it worth it, those things have just been a bust. <laughs> they they haven't worked out the way I thought they would. They've been a waste of time, resources, money, opportunity. I've been stressing myself so much to try and figure them out. And no matter what, I could never figure them out because they weren't meant for me. It just, and then I would look at those situations and say, this, this thing took me five hours and it should take me two if it's something I'm really into. And I just wasted three extra hours and it's still not great. And those three hours could have been used for other things that I'm good at that I know will give me more results. Because honestly, if you're doing things you don't feel comfortable with and you're faking the funk, even if you claim it's good, people are going to smell your inauthenticity. Like we've all seen people who are getting into things because everyone's getting into it. And you, when you see it, you're like, oh, and when they do it, it's not that the content or the message that they're giving is isn't good or isn't of high quality, but it's just the fact that they're not into it. And no matter what they say, they could tell you the most groundbreaking thing, but because their eyes are glazed over and their soul is not leaping for joy with what they're doing, it's just not going to work. And the eighth and final lesson that I've learned this past year is to prune often. And when I say prune, I mean the concept of cutting things like when people prune a tree when they cut off branches to dead branches things that aren't working to make the tree as a whole flourish and I have really been scissor happy in my life I have been cutting absolutely everything that doesn't need to be around all the dead things starting from my hair every time I see a split end or anything, I cut it off. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I just cut it off. Take the scissors. Like, let's stop holding on to things just because we want things, even though those things aren't serving us. So I'm cutting off my dead ends. I'm cutting dead ideas. Like, I do not become married to my ideas. If there's an idea that in the moment I thought was great, and after sitting down, really sitting with it, thinking it through, thinking through all the options, consulting my wise men, that idea that I thought was going to be it for me is no longer it. I have no problem scrapping it and moving on to the next, next thing. Friendships and relationships, same thing. We are a society who's really into the numbers game. 100,000 followers on Instagram, thousands of friends on Facebook. We like the numbers, right? And when you start to realize that those numbers are dwindling to just a few, it, it can get scary, you know? And with friendships and relationships, I think this is really one of those where it's like, sometimes we feel comfortable keeping a passive casual friend just to say we have more people in our circle than for us to actually just cut it off. But holding on to anything that should be let go of is a liability to your life, well, to your livelihood, to your creativity, to your peace of mind, to the health of whatever it is. Like back to the hair example, you may have 10 inches of hair and or like 15 inches of hair and it looks long from the outside. But when you take a closer look, there is like two inches of dead ends, split ends, knots, a bunch of that stuff. If you hold on to that, your hair might continue to grow from the root, but it's also going to continue to 
die from the ends. The, the splits are going to work their way back up to the root. So everything you think you've gained, <clears throat> you actually would not have gained because you're going to lose it because the quality is going to be so poor that there's going to come a point where you're going to have to chop it off. And if that's the case, chop it off early so that you can continue on your healthy path. Just like with your ideas, if you hold on to a dead idea longer than you need to hold on to it, just because it's one of your babies and your ideas and you thought it was going to be great, all the time you're spending on it is not going to change the fact that it's a dead idea, that it needs to be cut off and pruned. And what that's going to do is just waste your time, time that you could be using to create or work on or focus on other ideas that should be good. And the same thing with friendships. So many friendships are just so mediocre. And there's nothing wrong with like acquaintances and fluff friends, but if you're keeping someone close to your heart that really, that you really shouldn't be, you don't know the type of lightness you'll feel when you cut them off. And this is one of those situations where it's better not to play Switzerland because some people want to be friends with everyone. And as I said, you're leaning towards a side anyway. I have been in a situation as of lately where there was someone who I considered my friend and they did something that in my opinion was unforgivable. It was a line that I would never cross with any of my friends. And I let that be known. And the moment they crossed that line with me, I was like, I no longer want to speak to you anymore. It was that concise. It wasn't one of those. I just think that made, nope, it, there was none of that. It was, I don't like this. I do not want to speak to you anymore. And it was shocking for the person because I think that kind of directness is a little scary, but I kid you not. I slept well that night and every other night since when I make these pruning decisions, sometimes it's scary, right? Like when you're cutting something off, that's been a part of you, even if it's been a dead weight, you've been carrying along, you've gotten used to the accumulation of these things, but it's more about quality because I'm not going to hold on to something and you guys should not hold on to things that are going to be a liability to you in the end, just to say you have things. So I have been pruning often. So that is the eighth thing or eighth lesson that I learned in this past year. So I'm going to get right into our words to live by for this week. And that would be, I'd say my ninth lesson. <laughs> and that is better still remains. And this has been my mantra for most of this past year. And the reason why better still remains is my mantra, my model, what I believe in fully is because I am seeing it with my own two eyes. I'm not sitting here and speaking to you guys as someone who has ever tried to sell you a dream of rainbows and butterflies. I'm very candid and open. I tell you guys about my struggles. I tell you why, how things have not been easy, but the fact that I keep pushing on and I can say without a shadow of a doubt that better still remains because when I look back on even this day last year and how I was feeling emotionally, what I was going through and look at where I am today, it just shows that better still remains, you know, there is more out there. There's more opportunities today has what it has to offer. And if that's wonderful, great. And if it's difficult, I'm sorry, but at the end, there is still better, better, still, better, still, better, still, better, still remains. And I hold on to that. And that's the reason why I can continue to do whatever it is I do, because I know that as long as I continue to trust God, put my best foot forward, try, be adaptable, be willing to learn, be willing to pivot. 
I'm going to get to another place. And these things happen the way I said that genius and creativity comes in whispers. Progress kind of comes in nano steps as well. It's looking back, um, to this time last year and thinking of all the things that I wanted. Some of them, I didn't even realize that I've accomplished because they just happen so casually. And I'm one of those people who's like, Oh, okay. Next thing. But taking that moment to really sit down and reflect and see what did I say I wanted? Who did I want to be? What did I want to represent last year? What was I feeling like? And seeing that many of those difficulties and emotions, the negative ones don't even exist anymore. That is enough of a reassurance. And I'm sure if you guys take some time to look over your life, look over the last year and just think of some of the negative things that you were going through and pay attention to how you've progressed from there. I feel like that in itself is enough to let you know that better still remains and to give you a more positive outlook, especially if you're feeling a little negative. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are liking my podcast, please follow, share it with a friend, review it, leave a star, and follow me on Instagram at Talks. It's just going to make it easier for more people to get access to this. I love what I'm doing and I know that people will love it. So I need you people who already love it to just share it with whoever you know so that the message and what I'm doing can just spread to the masses and help change the world. (laughs) So yeah, thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.